0: You've logged on to Chris Stewart Online, the official podcast of Alabama broadcaster Chris Stewart. This podcast is brought to you by Townsend Honda, Skyland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa, and online at TownsendHonda.com. Andrews Sports Medicine, orthopedic care for all in the relentless pursuit of victory over injury. Mobley and Sons, a fine gentleman's clothier in Tuscaloosa. Christopher Mobley, Luxury Game Day Apparel, Rita KS Services Heating and Air, Alabama's most trusted heating, cooling, and plumbing company. And by the Alabama Crimson Tide Fan Card, the only prepaid fan card for Alabama fans. Online at MyFanCard.com. From the Crimson Tide to Birmingham High School football and everything else in the state of Alabama and sports,
1: it's Chris Stewart Online. Edition of my podcast, it's ChrisStewartOnline.com. I appreciate you finding it. I hope you will share, uh, like, uh, and all that other social media stuff that people ask you to do when you are checking out a, uh, a podcast or something online. But hope you will share it with your friends. If you like what you hear, it's just a little opportunity for me each week, usually on a Friday, to kind of preview what's ahead for Alabama and some other games in, in, with Alabama in mind. Among the things that I'll be doing today is letting you hear an interview that I did on my daily radio show that I co-host with J.D. Byers and Mike Grace. It's called the press box, and we brand it as being inside the press box. We're three broadcasters who have spent many an hour inside a press box or on press row at a basketball game, or or in a booth doing college baseball over the years. But we bring in most of the time. We'll have other guests as well, but usually, it's a it's a broadcaster, it's a play by play announcer, and we'll have some of the same type conversations on air that we might have while sitting sharing a meal or or a cup of coffee before we have to go get locked in and get ready to go on air and share the message of that particular ball game with you, the listener. And it's it's a fun thing for us to do. A lot of these broadcasters we we know or have known for years. And that's certainly the case today is we'll let you hear the conversation that we had with the the voice of the uh, Southern Miss Golden Eagles for more than 40 years now. I think it's 44 seasons that uh, John Cox has been the broadcaster there in Hattiesburg, and he'll join us today, and we'll let you hear that conversation from the Friday edition of the Press Box coming up in just a moment. But before we do, I want to go over some of the, the games that I think are kind of interesting around the Southeastern Conference and one other outside the league, not for a not necessarily for good reasons, but I'll get to that in a moment. First, we start with LSU and Mississippi State. The Tigers and the Bulldogs kicking at 11 o'clock. ESPN will televise the matchup. I think for State, as they're they're trying to turn a corner a little bit and, and get some notoriety, this is an important game. But also for LSU, man, they are really trying to win back uh, some people after the national championship two years ago. Their fan base really was disappointed in the COVID year, but still with the the championship fresh in their minds, I think they were able to stomach it a little bit better. But when you start off with a loss to, to UCLA, as the Tigers did there in Pasadena, they really need to win this one in Starkville. They'll kick it at 11 o'clock. Interesting to see if the Tigers really are bouncing back or if the two non-conference games that they played since facing the Bruins uh, we're, we're just l- much lesser opponents. This is one they're better than. LSU's better than Mississippi State, but they got to show it, kick off at 11, and we'll find out if that's the case on ESPN. Great matchup nationally as well as in the league is on CBS at 2.30. Texas A&M facing Arkansas in Dallas. They'll play that one there uh, at Cowboy Stadium, and it's always a fun game. It's always pretty interesting. But this one, I think, is very interesting. Two highly ranked teams. Sam Pittman has Arkansas fans believing, certainly with what they did against Texas. Can they get the Lone Star State sweep and do it in the Lone Star State as they face Texas A&M on that CBS game? All the talk has been in the preseason about Jimbo Fisher building off of last year, putting the, the Aggies in the national championship picture. To do that, you got to win the SEC. To do that, you've got to beat Alabama to do that and move on to the SEC Championship game, you got to take care of business against the likes of Arkansas even though the Razorbacks are much better perhaps than most people thought they were. If that's truly the case, we will see it on Saturday. A&M playing with the still the uh, the number 2 quarterback after losing their starter to injury very early, interesting game that'll kick on CBS beginning at 2:30. Two other games that aren't quite as appealing but I think have some intrigue as well. Tennessee and Florida down in Gainesville, a 6 o'clock kick on ESPN. Can the Gators build off of the solid second half they played against Alabama, the near upset? Does Tennessee have an opportunity to come in and perhaps, as weird as it sounds, in this annual rivalry game to see Florida uh, maybe not concentrating as much on Tennessee, still thinking about what might have been last week, if they can get refocused, Florida wins it. If not, Tennessee... Could make this one interesting there at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in a six o'clock central kick on ESPN two, excuse me on ESPN. Meanwhile on ESPN two, Kentucky and South Carolina, Shane Beamer's team gets blitzed by Georgia the week before. Kentucky is a team that many think might be the second best squad potentially in the SEC East. If they really are, they'll win this one in Columbia and in convincing fashion. I'm not sure that can happen. We'll find out when that one is on, as they used to call it, the Deuce, 6 o'clock Central, the kickoff there at williams Bryce. In a game that maybe you can keep an eye on in the ACC, just for uh, morbid curiosity, an average Louisville team against a bad Florida State team where they are very, very disgruntled there in the Sunshine State, and in particular there in Tallahassee as the Knowles have lost not only to Notre Dame and seem to, to look good doing it, but then lose to Jacksonville State on the last play of the game and then get beaten badly last week. Ugly loss to Wake Forest. Can they come back and uh, get a win against a solid but not spectacular Louisville squad? That's 2:30, Also on ESPN2 leading into that game we talked about a moment ago between Kentucky and South Carolina. It brings us to... The game that that uh, most of us will be watching on the SEC Network. Hopefully, you'll be listening to it on the Crimson Tide Sports Network with pregame coverage at 3.30. Alabama and Southern Miss from Bryant-Denny. John Cox, as I mentioned earlier, the 44-year voice of the Golden Eagles. Kind enough to join me, J.D. Byers, and Mike Grace on Friday inside the press
2: box. Man, I am doing great. I am uh, excited to uh, make another trip to uh, Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, like to get there early. Like to soak in all the atmosphere. Uh, looking forward to a great weekend.
1: I don't. I don't think we can guarantee much of anything other than apparently really good weather. By golly, it's going to feel like a a nice early early fall Saturday in the southeast on Saturday.
2: Yeah, it's going to be good football weather. No question about it. I think it's supposed to be a beautiful day and. You know, I'm kind of tired of that real hot weather, so uh, it'll yeah. it'll probably for the first time feel like football weather. It'll be great to see tomorrow in Tuscaloosa.
3: John Cox, our guest, uh, over four decades behind the mic for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. We got to share a press box yet again uh, as the Golden Eagles and South Alabama opened the football season together, and we did the same thing last year. I, I just absolutely love, respect, and look up to John Cox, Uh but the the team on the field you'll be uh, putting out there will be minus starting quarterback Trey Lowe, which would have been really cool considering his grandfather is Woodrow Lowe, who was a legend uh, and played at Alabama. But uh, is he? I'm assuming he's still injured, John.
2: Yeah, he's out indefinitely. I'm not. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure that we'd see him, and maybe later in the season. But uh, he's uh-huh. out with a left foot injury indefinitely, and uh, trying to trying to get well. And but. Uh, you know, right now the guy at the controls is a is a true freshman by the name of Ty Keys, who's a you know a legendary, great uh, high school player in the state of Mississippi, but still learning the game. And you could see that uh, you know last week in that in that loss to Troy, he had some great moments and had some moments in which he struggled. So uh, it's uh, there's a lot of young players on this Golden Eagle uh, football team, starting with a quarterback and you know some of the wide receivers. And so, particularly on the offensive side, defensively, there's some more are the old veterans, some guys that have played uh, a little bit of football for the Golden Eagles. But Will Hall is doing a great job. You know, he is he is doing a good job of not taking any shortcuts, trying to do it the right way, trying to build this thing uh, back into what, uh, you know, we all know is Southern Miss football. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, I, I can only imagine if I'm some of young 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds who uh, for the Golden Eagles are going to roll into Bryant-Denny Stadium uh, tomorrow. To take on the Crimson Tide. What's going what's going through their minds now? What's going to be going through their minds tomorrow? But uh, I think they'll play hard. They'll play as uh, good as they can and uh, paddle out there. But uh, it's going to be a tough one. Obviously, the best team in the country right now, and uh, those young ones are going to, you know, look over there and have to try to figure out how to do something on Saturday night.
1: John, I would like your perspective on on what's happened in Tuscaloosa cuz you did get a chance to observe just like like I did whether it was as a football fan or if you had started at Southern Miss I can't remember exactly when on the timeline but you saw the the end of coach Bryant's run which did include two national championships uh, 78 79 and you were you were a part of broadcasting I believe though that upset wasn't Reggie Collier the quarterback when when the Golden Correct, Eagles in yeah, his last year at, at the helm, but but you saw Alabama under Coach Bryan, and none of us thought we'd see anything to even come close to that. But from from a, a a distance, but not too terribly far away, I would I would appreciate your observation on what's happened in Tuscaloosa under Nick Saban. Well, it's it's
2: amazing. I don't know that it's surprising. You know, if you, if you get the right guy at the right time in the right place who knows uh, how to do it. And is kind of, you know, kind of to me, old school, kind of doing it the, the way you're supposed to do it. It doesn't surprise me uh, one bit. Uh, you know, when you go to a place like Alabama, that's got such a great tradition that, uh, you know, I guess probably started with coach Bryant, but uh, when you, when you go to a place that's steeped in so much tradition and the fans love it uh, so much and, uh you know, you're in a state like Alabama where where the players want to go play at the University of Alabama and go play for Coach Saban. Uh, it's not surprising. Now, that the trick, and I think where Coach Saban is probably so good, is he's able to take all those parts and all those personalities and all those talented players that come to Alabama from the state of Alabama and surrounding areas, and I guess actually uh, places all over the country, is so you've got to be a guy who knows how to, put it all together and handle all those personalities. And I think that's probably, you know, what he's been able to do probably better than anybody could have done is take all those personalities, take all those talents and kind of mix them all together and get them all appointed towards one goal. And that's an SEC championship every year. That's a national championship. And uh, he's probably done that as well as anybody could. So it takes a special coach to be able to do that, to take all those personalities and all those talented guys and, make them all work in one direction. But there's no question that Coach Saban's been able to do that uh, rather than just about anybody.
1: John Cox, the voice of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, our guest inside the press box. Uh, one of the things that, that Saban talked about when he came in, in essence, and I don't know that he ever e- exactly used these words, but he talked about having to Im- – imbr- the fine line of embracing your history – but not wallowing in it. If you were, if you were Alabama, Southern miss has a history that should be embraced. I mentioned just a couple of the guys I was in the stadium, Brett Favre's amazing game against Alabama. Gene Stallings first game as head coach for the Crimson Tide mm-hmm. at Legion field. And that, that great win for Southern miss. And outside the fact I had a good looking date that day, I, there, there was not much victory for me from the Bama perspective, but. There, there have been pockets that Jeff Bauer had a run that I don't think was ever appreciated to the degree that it should have been. Agree. Uh, this, this is a program that has something to hang its hat on. How, how does, how's Will Hall done that and, and talked about the past while trying to build his future?
2: Well, he's totally embraced it. You know, he is uh, when he first got here back in December, is he reached out to uh, some of those guys, uh, Coach Jeff Bauer. Brett Favre, Reggie Collier. I mean, down and down the uh, the line of guys that have made a big imprint and are the history of the Southern Miss football. And, uh, you know, he's had a great response from those guys who have been willing to, to do whatever Will uh, needs him to do or however he needs them to help them sort of get back to that great and rich tradition of uh, Southern Miss football. You know, any of us, and, and I'm lucky enough to have been there and, and watched that uh, game in 1982 when uh, Reggie Kyler and the Golden Eagles were able to snap uh, that, that lengthy, I think it was a 57-game home winning streak there at what is now Bryant Denny Stadium. And uh, you know, Brett Farb, you know, coming back off that uh, that car wreck in the, the summer before he came to Al- over there to Alabama to play and was able to, to win over there. So I think that's where Will's been great. You know, I think some people try to fight the tradition and others embrace the tradition. Will has kind of embraced that tradition and talks a lot about doing it the way that some of those all-time greats at Southern Miss were able to do it, whether they're coaches or whether they're players. And I think, one, it's uh, the way you have to do it, and it's it started to attract some of the best players in the state of Mississippi. But also it's brought the fans back. I think the fans have really responded to the way Will has embraced Southern Miss. and. He knows the history of Southern Miss, and he's lived in the state of Mississippi, so he knows a lot of those players. He knows a lot of those guys that were coaches and have been coaches at Southern Miss. So he's totally gone about it the right way, Uh, like I said, embracing that history of Southern Miss and trying to apply it to today's players and today's crowds and today's fans. And uh, I think the the early, even though Eagles have struggled on a couple of occasions so far this year, I think you can already see more people coming to Robert Stadium, more people getting involved, they buying season tickets. And uh, that's because of the way I think Will Hall has embraced the history of Southern Miss football and tried to sort of apply it to what they're doing right now.
1: John, a challenge that exists now that didn't back in that era that we're talking about, though, is you used to be able to come over to Alabama and get almost any kid you wanted that didn't go to Alabama or Auburn and, and maybe not – Frontline SEC program, a kid that wanted to stay close but was borderline on on that level. You could come and win a lot of games at Southern Miss, but now there's a there are football programs at South Alabama, at UAB, and Troy has gone from D two to D one. How much has that impacted Southern Miss?
2: Well, I'd say it's back to the great, and then I think you can stretch it out, Chris, even further into Louisiana. You know, you've got uh, so. You've yeah. got the state of Alabama that's got so many successful high, uh, college football programs now. The same goes for the, the state of Louisiana. Even the panhandle of Florida is where Southern Miss back in the day went in there. So, yeah, I think it, it's had a great deal of effect because you could go down the history of Southern Miss, named player after player that uh, came from the state of Alabama. Uh, you know, you said, that if, if Alabama and Auburn weren't interested in them or didn't take them, they would come to Southern Miss, but uh, probably not the case anymore. But I think, I think Will Hall has done a really good job of concentrating in the state of Mississippi. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's like an encyclopedia. He can name coaches and players that, uh, you know, are, are legends in this state that he's got some sort of relationship with. So I think his style of play, I think uh, the things that the university has to offer now that maybe it didn't even offer a, uh, or have for itself uh, 30 or 40 years ago, that Will's been able to capitalize on a lot of that. I think we've got a great fan base that uh, are excited about what he's doing it and the way he's doing it. Uh, but there's no question that uh, it's different that it would have been back in, you know, the 1980s and things like that. But uh, I think Will Hall has been successful everywhere he's been. He knows how to work around whatever hurdles that he has uh, is going to uh, have to overcome. And, again, he has gone out and, and gone all over the place talking to Golden Eagle fans about Golden Eagle football and what we've got to do and how we've got to do it. And uh, uh, to this point, the, the, the buy-in, the excitement from the fans has been great. And so I'm really excited about the, the future for Southern Miss football.
3: Our guest inside the press box on a Fridays, John Cox and his Southern Miss Golden Eagles are heading to Tuscaloosa to take on Bama. Uh, we're on the eve of that game. John, I wanted to bring this up. As, uh Sunday night, SEC Network, big premiere executive producer, Kenny Chesney. It's a program called uh, More Than a Voice. It's SEC Voices, so it's Southeastern Conference. If that were Southeastern United States documentary on More Than a Voice, you would absolutely be on my choice to be on that. Uh, so it's going to be SEC guys. I'd also have, in that region, Dave Nitz at La Tech. Uh, and while there's a lot of great voices and you, you've interacted with them and worked alongside of them in the SEC that's probably going to be on that documentary uh, from Munson to Kaywood Letford, et cetera, uh, I just kind of wanted to get your your input on, in the southeastern United States, who would be on your Mount Rushmore? Because I've got you on there for 44 years' worth of service to a program. It's just amazing. But who else would you put?
2: Well, I, you know, I, I start – to me, I start right right there in, uh, in Tuscaloosa with my good buddy Eli Gold. I mean, to, to me, uh, there's very sort few of that can tell the story and can uh, lay out uh, you know the picture of things any better uh, than Eli. And uh, I'm glad to, uh, lucky to call him a friend. But you know, growing in my early days, uh, I was kind of mesmerized uh, you know with some of those guys including guys like Eli. But uh, but then in this state alone, you're sitting there, you know, Jack Crystal. I mean, I don't think anybody uh, has ever uh, kind of painted that picture any better than Jack Crystal. And uh, I know a generation of Mississippians and uh, myself including you know, would sit on the back porch and, and listen to Jack Crystal do a broadcast of Mississippi State ball game, And uh, you could close your eyes and sort of feel like you were there. But uh, so many guys that I've had a chance and some of me start to mention, you know, I grew up in Ohio, but my dad was a big Kentucky fan. And so on our little white Zenith transistor radio in Middletown, Ohio, we would listen to, uh, Kaywood Ledford, uh, do Kentucky football, Kentucky basketball. And man, I fell in love with his voice and the way he you know, would kind of uh, paint that picture. But I think there's a lot of great guys coming along, uh, in, in conference USA. Uh, D is one of those guys, I think, uh, that has, uh, become one of the, the best, uh, painters of a picture and, uh, broadcasters in and around, uh, this area. But there's some really good guys, I think, in Conference USA. Steve Cotton and Marshall a good friend oh, of yeah. mine. I think does a great job. And you mentioned Dave Nitz, who's been doing it about 44 years, like, like I do. And there's a lot of good young guys coming up too, uh, that, uh, I, and I love to see nothing against TV but I still think radio uh, you've got to be able to be able to paint that picture. You've got to be able to kind of make people uh, see what they can't see by the way you uh, broadcast and the way you paint that picture. So, so many great guys. Chris, to me. Chris falls into that uh, category as well. Kind of one of the unsung heroes, but uh, is does a tremendous job of, of being able to tell the story about what's going on and all the games he's involved with. So, uh, a lot of great guys and uh, some of us old-timers uh, get a little jealous sometimes that those young guys still they've got a, a long time to keep doing it but uh, it's uh, there's a, there's a lot of good ones in and around uh, the Hattiesburg state of Mississippi and the southeastern part of the country
1: look I'm more appreciative that I fell into the young guy category because I know I really don't but it was <laughs> yeah, but it he's was blushing. To say Nice of you to say, buddy. Hey, safe travels over tomorrow or uh, tonight if if that's when you're coming. But look forward to seeing you, and really appreciate you spending some time with us on the show today.
2: Uh, I appreciate. It. Yeah, I, I, you know my my earliest memories. I told somebody the other day, the first Southern Miss Alabama game I saw was as a fan as a freshman student, 1974. But lucky enough to be around and you know watch the Golden Eagles, so be able to. Uh, get the best of the all time great coach Bryant, but, uh, it's always a lot of fun to come over there. You know, you're in a college football game the minute you kind of cross that state line and get into the state of Alabama. So I'm anxious to get over there, anxious to get in that press box and see everybody and, uh, see what happens. But, uh, it's going to be a tough, a tough task for the Golden Eagles, but, uh, we'll come over there and it's going to be a lot of fun no matter what happens.
1: Thanks again to John Cox for joining J.D., Mike, and myself inside the press box. I'm glad we could share that with you here on the podcast. We'll be doing some more of that have some other original guests for you as we go on talking uh, each week right here online. Again, it's ChrisStewartOnline.com. Thank you to all of my sponsors that uh, you have heard about and will continue to hear about and continue to follow me as well, I hope, um, on Twitter uh, as well as other social media platforms as we continue to bring you just some personal thoughts and insight on what's happening primarily with the Crimson Tide but in all of college sports as well. Talk to you next time, everybody. Thanks so much.
0: You've logged on to Chris Stewart Online, the official podcast of Alabama broadcaster Chris Stewart. This podcast is brought to you by... Townsend Honda, Skyland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa and online at TownsendHonda.com. Andrews Sports Medicine, orthopedic care for all in the relentless pursuit of victory over injury. Mobley and Sons, a fine gentleman's clothier in Tuscaloosa. Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel, redefined. KS Services, Heating and Air, Alabama's most trusted heating, cooling and plumbing company. And by the Alabama Crimson Tide Fan Card, the only prepaid fan card for Alabama fans. Online at MyFanCard.com. From the Crimson Tide to Birmingham High School football and everything else in the state of Alabama and sports, it's Chris Stewart online.